Welcome to Account-Based Marketing. This podcast is designed as a collection of conversations with sales and marketing leaders, sharing thoughts and practical tips for becoming more customer-centric and accelerating revenue growth. Hosted by me, Alicia Linden, CEO at Momentum ITSMA, a global B2B growth consultancy and advisory firm. Welcome to this episode of Account-Based Marketing. One of the things that I really enjoy doing on this podcast is sharing exciting and innovative stories from market leaders on how they're approaching account-based marketing. And so today I've invited Juliet Randall, VP of Global Account-Based Marketing Strategy at Salesforce onto the episode. Juliet, welcome. Thank you for having me. Really excited about this conversation, Juliet, and hear, hear about your experience and some of the great innovation and uh, programs that you're you're leading at uh, at Salesforce. I'd love for you to kick us off with with a bit about you. Uh, who are you? Your role and your your career so far? Absolutely. Um, so I am about a year in uh, to Salesforce. Uh, I started my career with a startup in the Bay Area and uh, spent about 15 years in high tech and telecom. And then really the second half of my career in consulting. Uh, I've been in the ABM world and on my journey for about 12 years, uh, starting in my consulting career at Accenture and have really loved to Uh, see how our industry has grown and leveraged the technology and capabilities uh, around digital that have really helped us up our game and increase our sophistication. Uh, I'm based in Colorado uh, and uh, have a global team at Salesforce, really leading some some best-in-class ABM uh, on a global scale, as well as our go-to-market in Amer. Fantastic. Well, really great to have you with us. And it, just listening to your career trajectory, uh, you've got a big uh, depth of experience at Accenture, who are well known for their account or client-centric focus. Um, what, what, what's that transition been like for you, having worked at uh, uh, one of the big four uh, on the consulting side in, into Salesforce? Have, have there been similarities? Have there been differences? Yeah, I think there have been both similarities and differences. You know, I really started my career at Accenture in the technology alliance marketing business and so worked really closely with a lot of our technology and strategic alliance partners. Um, Also in my role at Deloitte, uh, I was the marketing leader for ecosystems and alliances and that spanned the relationships of all of our technology partners. Um, There was a lot of what we would call sell to, sell with. Uh, relationship in terms of our go-to-market approach. And so there were some similarities there. But I would also say that um, the pace at Salesforce is definitely um, moving with urgency, but also with a focus on purpose. And one of the things that I have really loved about my first year at Salesforce has just been the commitment to well-being as well as the commitment to trust. And while those are similarities, I think, across my prior employers, there's just, I think, a new meaning to it since COVID and the ability to build those relationships and build uh, trusted partnerships virtually um, without a lot of uh, travel has been both a challenge and, and really an opportunity for me to tap into different communication skills and uh, really, I think, has helped to accelerate our journey because We've had a lot of vulnerable conversations uh, as a team, and uh, I really feel great about the strategic plan that we've put together and the collaboration that we have had across our regions in, in building something really unique. 
And Juliet, coming into Salesforce, you're a year in role. You've been very much uh, landing the plane and building the runway um, in, in building out your team. Before we go on to your ABM program, I'd love to hear how you've gone about assembling your team and, and, and getting everybody aligned to, to set you up for success. Yeah, sounds great. Uh, so when I started in the role, we had just brought together and united two separate teams within Salesforce that had led a lot of our executive engagement for our strategic accounts, as well as our digital account-based marketing team. Uh, we had three cohorts in terms of our approach, one-to-one, one-to-few, and one-to-many. And uh, as I was really onboarding at Salesforce and getting to know my leadership team, I really started by going on a listening tour and getting to hear the perspective of those that were on the team and to really understand what was working, where did we need additional support to help uh, our team be unified and successful. And one of the things I learned was that we really had to balance uh, what I like to call pay the bills while we're building the future. And that means, and uh, and that really means as we're looking at new capabilities around building out our digital capabilities and launching our global center of excellence, it also meant getting back to basics. And uh, we created uh, an end-to-end ABM playbook that we are very excited about that creates a a new level of consistency and standardization. And then I would say in terms of just the approach, we really looked at our strategy and what our go-to-market strategy was across regions. Uh, We looked at how we were measuring against the three R's and the methodology of reputation, relationship, and revenue. Uh, We also took a look at our account selection process so that we could ensure that really tight alignment with sales, sales strategy, and leadership. We then actually, uh, in the last six months, um, have done some uh, restructuring of the team to really align to industry. Um, so that is something that we kicked off at the beginning of our fiscal year and, and really is creating just a whole new level of alignment and as well as upskilling in terms of how we go to market. And then we took a look at our processes. So the playbook that I mentioned is certainly one way that we invested in some productivity capabilities, but we also looked at ways to really enable our marketers. We have had the majority of my team go through the ITSMA certification so that we're all speaking the same language. And that's really something that we have spearheaded and sponsored globally. And that has really helped to unite our global team. And then lastly, I would say it's really the the technology. And we're very fortunate at Salesforce as we were going through our assessment of our technology to really tap into the full power of Salesforce. And that's really taken us on our transformational journey so that we are able to deliver on an omni-channel experience and really help to connect on a customer experience that taps into you know, an in-person, a hybrid and a digital experience. Um, I love that whole idea of going on a listening tour because quite often I, I see global program teams being built out potentially in, in isolation. So really engaging with the market and um, we're, we're definitely seeing marketing enablement as a, as a really hot topic. Judy, I'd love to get, uh, um, you've mentioned it there around um, tech stack. I'd love to get your thoughts on how other organizations could potentially leverage if, if they've deployed Salesforce, you know, where does it fit into your ABM strategy? Is it, is it about making sure that you, you've got different channels and, and you're really leveraging your, your contact base? Um, is it about data? 
and that kind of first party intent that you're seeing from your your accounts how are you making the most of your your platforms yeah definitely as we look at really that omni-channel account journey it really does start with uh, alignment on the account plan so having that very close relationship with the sales team to understand what the customer problems are that they are trying to solve where the challenges are so that as we're putting together um, a very bespoke campaign, uh, we're starting with insights. And so we certainly leverage a lot of the account intelligence that our sales teams and account teams have, but then we augment that or supplement that with third-party data to really bring together a very robust and tailored uh, ABM plan for that account. We'll then start to look at what the content is that needs to be developed And then we go into looking at our channels. And that's really where I say, I would say that the technology comes in. We are looking at uh, the development of a variety of tactics that really align to the call to action uh, as a part of our campaign. So, you know, uh, everything from uh, tapping into our marketing automation and our marketing cloud capabilities to create those customized journeys. We are then very tailored in our account specific paid digital dynamic web personalization. Um, We curate very high touch experiences, uh, leveraging the insights that we are gaining to really kind of understand what's really resonating with our customers. So really uh, leveraging the technology, getting into the analytics and data, as you mentioned, we leverage a variety of our in-house technologies and capabilities, as well as external analytics, depending upon the platform to really give us that holistic view of the customer. And then we have gated content and uh, our email marketing that really helped to round that out. Then I think as we go into how we're going to influence our decision makers or a buying committee, and as we're moving down the funnel to really help to close on opportunities, we start to bring in things such as value-based marketing and some third-party events. And in some cases that... um, can you know, we may leverage external vendors or technology, but I would say at the core um, foundation of everything that we do, every touch point, we are capturing and tracking within our sales cloud technology, and we're really able to create that bespoke experience for our customers leveraging the full power of Salesforce and our customer 360. Sounds like you're in a very fortunate position to to have your arms around around that data. I'd, I'd like to just step back a little bit and just get some context around Salesforce from an ABM maturity perspective. There was you know, clearly an ABM program running before you came in and, and the field teams were already involved in in top accounts. Can, can you talk us through a little bit about the, the maturity or the context of, of ABM at Salesforce and and the driver, if you will, for creating a PMO or a center of excellence? Yeah, absolutely. Um, First of all, I was very fortunate when I joined Salesforce to inherit two fantastic teams that were uniting together uh, as a part of one ABM team. There were some very quantifiable results and impact that was being delivered for the business across all of our ABM programs and journeys. Um, What we really then set out to do was to do some deep dive analysis into the ROI and into specific tactics so that we could get a better handle as to specifically what was working, what was helping to drive um, and to progress pipeline Um, We interviewed our sales colleagues as well, and then we really just started to crunch the numbers and take a look at some very specific 
data as well as bringing in uh, analytics from multiple technology sources. I'd say that you know sometimes the proof is in the pudding in terms of how we um, define success and we interpreted the results, but it really informed our strategy and you know where we wanted to to double down on. That then in turn helped us uh, shape what we are doing in the Amer market and go to market, but also. Uh, really helped to inform our decision that uh, across the regions, we really need to adapt to what's working well in each region. So while we have a global strategy, the way that we execute ABM does vary across the regions to some extent. We have over 100 marketing practitioners across 18 regions, and really around the globe, we're dedicated to supporting thousands of accounts. Um, I would say that as we looked at the ROI and we looked at that feedback from our sales teams, um, one of the areas that we were looking to grow and to invest was in our level of sophistication or maturity around direct attribution um, to the impact of ABM at the program level, as well as at the account level. So we've really focused a lot on bringing together the mapping of all of our ABM accounts globally to singular campaigns that we can then evaluate and measure at the regional level as well as the global level. Um, we've really rolled up our sleeves in terms of what the business case priorities were. Um, and I would say that looking ahead, you know, we are continuing to look at building our maturity. We're looking at contact specific um, initiatives so that we can continue to measure the engagement of those key decision makers and surface new insights to build those robust journeys. And then, you know, um, leveraging our own technology around AI is certainly something that's helping us to scale hyper-personalized content and thought leadership across the regions. And uh, I'd say lastly, we will always uh, stay focused and committed to evolving our organizational culture. Our core value of trust is at the foundation of everything that we do. And so that means that our global listening tour uh, will continue. And that communications and collaboration as one global team is really what we believe is going to continue to fuel our success as long as we are uh, staying open and uh, really leveraging the insights and the best practices from all of our colleagues around the globe. So it's, if I'm hearing you correctly, it sounds like you know, there's, there's been a piece of, of, of work around optimization. How do you get harness the best of the best um, and also drive, drive consistency? And your, your program centrally as you're looking at this across the globe, um, sounds like it's evolving. It's very iterative and, and I'm sure will continue to evolve over time. Yeah, absolutely. I would say that as we've recognized our ABM impact, uh, even in the last year, we have seen uh, about 125% increase in the contribution that's being recognized and measured attributable to ABM. Um, the investments that we've made in very specific programs, uh, we've certainly doubled down on. And then we've got um, over 20 new KPIs that we are linking to specific touch points on our journeys so that we can really pinpoint to your point what's working and then continue to optimize. So that's certainly going to be an ongoing focus for us as we continue to strengthen our performance as well as our communications across the regions. Got it. I think what's so fascinating about ABM and, and keeps me excited and engaged on the topic is that the market's shifting all the time and how your customers engaging experiences, how they're participating in buying cycles continues to evolve. So I, I'm sure the optimization that you're driving will, will, will also continue. And Juliet, just thinking about your center of excellence, you know, what, how, how have you uh, structured that? What's the setup? What shape and size does it take? 
Yeah, so regarding our center of excellence, it's a relatively new investment for us. We've brought out an incredible leader, Danny Nail, to help lead our center of excellence at Salesforce. So we're thrilled to have him. And in terms of our focus, we really started by building out that vision and uh, leveraging a lot of the expertise that we had around the region. Um, as we look at our priorities for our global COE, uh, they really are grounded in the priorities that we have for ABM. And uh, as we're building those capabilities, a key focus is on digital. So uh, we are building uh, a centralized hub that is going to help us um, industrialize and standardize our go-to-market assets so that we can share seamlessly and help to increase our speed to market. That's also enabling us to take those best practices from around the regions and improve our collaboration. Um, and I would say that as we look at digital, we're increasingly finding that what is working in one region with one um, specific touch point, there's a lot to be shared and a lot to learn. And so over the last six months, we have really loved the progress that we are seeing in terms of our maturity already. Uh, we are gearing up for Dreamforce and uh, really looking to bring our global COE advisory council um, together with our regional CMOs at Dreamforce to really um, take a look at our fiscal year plans as, look at, as well as look at our results. And, uh, you know, we are, I would say, um, in the early days of building out those capabilities, but the strategic plans and the knowledge that we have is, is pretty sophisticated and it's now just really a matter of execution. I think collaboration sounds like a key thread that I'm hearing and, um, you know, bringing together Salesforce, but also your, not only your regions, but also the organizations that have come in through M&A, like, like Slack and, and, and Tableau. How, how's that working? Are you bringing them into the COE? Are they part of the advisory council? Yes, 100%. So we um, have our innovation companies or those companies that we have acquired across Tableau, MuleSoft and Slack, um, as well as our .org organization. And uh, we really have a united team. I think that's been really critical to getting that holistic view and getting the insights as to how we need to bring the team together. Um, we also did a, a maturity assessment or a readiness assessment across all of our core capabilities, and uh, we had 100% participation from all of our regions. And so that's something that our advisory council across all of the regions being represented are now looking at in terms of prioritization of investments and really ensuring that we've got a full 360 view of those key priorities across our markets. What would you say, Juliet, your, if, you, if you were to do this all over again, rewind a year, what, what would you do differently? Wow, that's such a great question. I think that I would probably do even more listening and getting to know the members of our team across the globe. I've, I've dedicated a fair amount of time, but there's certainly a learning curve in getting to learn the business and building the network internally with sales as well as the team. But I have found that really keeping the focus on our people always continues uh, to be the true north. And so I would say that while I went on my listening tour shortly after I started, that listening tour continues. And uh, I continue to do regular one-on-ones with all the members of my team on a regular basis, certainly meeting with my direct reports and extended leadership team more frequently. But I am, I am never surprised by just the thoughtful insights that uh, members of the team are bringing together and definitely surfacing up new insights and things that 
I think if I wasn't having a one-on-one conversation, we might not have uncovered or it might not have been shared. And so I'm really enjoying continuing to get to know the team, both in Amer as well as globally, and uh, continuing to learn the business because I think it's just really helping to build that trust and to strengthen our relationships. And ultimately, it's going to help us bring a stronger uh, strategic plan to market. I think so much you, you talked about this earlier you know, when it comes to implementation so much of it comes down to the team and the people and great to hear uh, a, a global practice really focusing on on process but also putting a big emphasis on the team because ultimately it's uh, it's the team that that stand to, to to make you more and more successful just thinking about the center of excellence and, and the global team that you've established, Julia, what, what would you say the value is to, to sales? You've talked a little bit about the value to marketing and it so- sounds like, you know, the, the field teams are already seeing benefit in terms of consistency, reuse, best practice sharing and, and that collaboration. Where, where does sales come in? Yeah, I think in terms of our center of excellence, the benefit to sales is really focused on speed to market and the ability to leverage assets and content that are being created in one market with customers that may be facing very similar challenges within a very specific industry, but we're also finding cross-pollination across industries. Uh, We're finding that uh, given some of the challenges around supply chain or work from anywhere, uh, we are finding that many of our customers that are independent of any specific region are facing some of the same challenges. And so our ability to produce and curate content that can then be very quickly updated and tailored for a new customer and shared with our sales team is something that's really a differentiator for us. Um, And I would also say that the value has really been the two-way communication and the trust that we're building. Um, Our account-based marketers have a seat at the table, um, so much so, in fact, that in many cases, our ABMers are brought to the table with our customers. So we are hearing firsthand um, about some of their challenges. And we're also finding that our customers are actually very interested in understanding um, our account-based marketing strategy and how we're going to market Uh, given that much of what we are implementing is based on our own technology. And so I would say that uh, we are uh, in the early days in in terms of experiencing and really realizing those benefits uh, by sales. But uh, we have gone through uh, a round of interviews and the the testimonials and the feedback that we are capturing are really validating um, that we are on the right path in terms of our approach and our priorities. And we expect that speed to market and increased collaboration to continue. Got it. it sounds sounds like there's a, a, a good, strong path ahead of you and looking forward to, to seeing that journey. What, what would you say are your uh, burning platforms? What's next? What are your priorities as you look ahead to the next year? Yeah, I think as we look ahead at our future plans, uh, we are really looking at those contact level insights and exponentially accelerating our maturation on a global scale. Um, so certainly our level of maturity and readiness across each of our regions does vary. So we are looking to Uh, standardize the rollout of our global playbook. Um, What I have found in listening to many members of the teams uh, in our one-on-one conversations is that while best practices are very easy to share, the lessons learned are sometimes um, less comfortable. And so really having those vulnerable conversations is what I think is going to continue to help us with that acceleration. And then I would just say um, it's optimizing our outcomes, leveraging the power of AI and machine learning 
and uh, continuing to deliver the right content through the right channels at the right time. We are laser focused on pipeline growth and a differentiated customer experience. And uh, I would say that um, continuing to realize our Salesforce on Salesforce vision is mm -hmm. uh, really what's driving us forward and, and is a, a key focus of our future plans. Yeah, that sounds really exciting. I, I know lots of our audience will be keen to hear about uh, how you're predicting what accounts do next, how you're leveraging AI. So looking forward to getting you on to a future episode to, to unpack that in, in a bit more detail as, as you roll on through to, to the next 12 months. Julia, I'd love to finish on um, your advice to other leaders in a similar position to you coming into an organization with a well-established ABM program, um, looking to, to build out a global practice. Uh, where, where should they start? Yeah, I would say that um, for a new leader that is stepping into an ABM role, building those relationships with your marketing colleagues is a very great place to start. There are so many synergies that we see at Salesforce across our executive programs, demand gen, industry marketing, product marketing, uh, brand. And uh, there are a lot of opportunities to bring in some of those capabilities and campaigns and tactics into a curated account journey. So that listening tour as you are learning the business, really, in addition to starting with your team and sales, it's starting with your marketing colleagues so that you've got a really great understanding of what's already working in the business so that you're not reinventing the wheel and you are able to start from a position of strength while you're building trusted relationships internally with your colleagues. I love that. Take, take the best of what you have to start from a position of strength. Fantastic. Thanks so much for joining us, Julia. I've really enjoyed the conversation and hearing about the last uh, 12 months at uh, Salesforce. Thank you, Alicia. I've really enjoyed our time. Great to have you with us. This podcast is brought to you by Momentum ITSMA, a leading B2B growth consultancy and pioneers of account-based marketing. Learn more at MomentumITSMA.com.
podcast is brought to you by Momentum, the B2B growth consultancy and pioneers of account-based marketing. You can learn more at wearemomentum.com.